This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Because you are very tall. <laughs> I love your trees because they're so tall. <laughs> it's right. just, a, man, this is like, I love your old gray missions. I love your vineyard stretching far. I love you, California, with your Golden Gate ajar. Ajar? Ajar? That's like it's slightly open. It's open. It doesn't open. It doesn't like it's, it's not That's like a it, the You can gate. go under it into the bay. It's the left. It's, it's a I guess jar. it's like slightly ajar. like. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Whatever. It's been left anyways, ajar, Sam. The Golden Gate has been left ajar. That one's like a Colby Calais song, like early 2000s. Yeah, all these state songs. Across the country, we need to update all the state songs. These are, Mm -hmm. none of this like 1920s old timey stuff. There's a video. We made state songs better than the U.S. government. We made state songs songs trap. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) The Texas song sounds good, though, as a... uh, Acoustic guitar riff, though. Do you have your guitar plugged into your amp? No, I, this doesn't connect to an amp. I mean, this is it. This is all it is right here. This is Dirty Jenny. Where do you put the batteries? Uh, They go right in there. Mm. Is that guitar cracked? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's why. Oh, she's real that, beat up. It's got special sounds that come out of here. See, I repaired it. Oh, Ooh. nice. You're right. It's not broken and... Anymore. <laughs> my kid, my kids put stickers on it. Uh, I repaired it with uh, with tiny nails and wood glue. Sam, what what happened to your guitar, Jake? This guitar, um, when I was in college, uh, I was in a band, and we had a thing about smashing guitars because we thought it was cool. Um, uh-huh. So this one, one unlucky night, I. Um, I smacked this one around a bit, and uh, it, it actually didn't break. So wow. I I kept it. <laughs> That's how I test my guitars too. Smashing an acoustic <laughs> guitar is kind of lame, though. Like an electric guitar, it's got like it's loud and noisy when you smash it. But an acoustic one, it's just like I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't a at a show or anything. Yeah. We were just playing, <laughs> and we were kind of we were kind of dr- we were we had been drinking, and it was like you know we were just hanging out and playing music and stuff. And okay, that's kind of cool though. You're in, not trying to show a, off to people. No, I, yeah, we never smashed them at shows or anything. Just <laughs> kind of like I only smashed do, them privately. <laughs> yeah, just to do it. I smashed them for myself. Authentic. Yeah. Um. So that's that's what we were doing, and then uh, you know, a couple years later, I fixed it. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of like the sound of it now. I've grown attached. Nice. Yeah. 
Uh, I know we've been like this podcast is like we're ten minutes in already, but will you play us a little? We're rolling. Yeah, we're oh we're rolling. (laughs) Peter never knows when we're rolling. I don't. (laughs) I don't. Cameras could be on at any time. They could. Peter never rolls when we're rolling. I don't. I don't. (laughs) He turned around to see the cameras were rolling. What? What is that? He came to the Wait, studio to find me? that they were rolling. <laughs> what? What's he gonna do now? What's he gonna do now? What do I do? <laughs> now that we're rolling, now what do we do? I guess we talk about things. Yeah. Is this is actually the intro of that Limp Biscuit song, Keep Rolling. Yeah. Keep rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> <laughs> Keep rolling. Keep rolling, wow. rolling, rolling. Yeah, yeah when you, yeah. the chill country version is pretty cool, though. Yeah. Mm. We should do a chill country version of Keep Rolling, 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 Rolling. <laughs> That's a really good idea. <laughs> yeah, what happened quick, to. Uh, Jake? All right. I don't know the chords to that song, but. Well, just Here. use your imagination. Why don't we just use our imaginations? Keep rolling, <laughs> chord progression. Just shout him out. You guys had that band. What was the name of it? The Keep. The Keep. Whatever Just happened give to me, the Keep? Give me a couple chords. Nico. All right, hold on, hold on. We we Limp we kind of topped out pretty quick. Kit. We just were like, hey, this is fun, right. and then we got a huge the chords gig for Limp Biscuits. Keep rolling. R. <laughs> we're as having two follows. conversations, and then so we had a huge uh, gig. C sharp for podcast. E and C sharp. G sharp. Like Five thousand people. That's basically and we're it. Like, wow, that was dope. Just and then C sharp and E with the G sharp in there. Are you serious? No. Uh, I mean, yes, yes, I am serious. Actually, <laughs> sorry. Like we were playing music. We recorded like an EP, and yeah. we're like, that was dope. And then we played a huge show, and we're like, that was sweet. And we're like, cool. Well, <laughs> what do you want to do now? <laughs> and so we kind of moved on. And so we kept rolling, 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 rolling. Kept rolling, 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 rolling. Kept rolling, 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 rolling. Kept rolling, 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 Kept rolling. All right. So I actually have a question about uh, our song Slow and Reverse that we recorded way back in the day. Okay. In the mix, you can't hear my bass drum at all all is that because it actually was like really janky and and i was way off tune and you guys just felt like not fixing it so you mixed it down all the way because i remember taking like a three-hour nap and when you guys are doing the mixing of my drum part or is that just how it was mixed no (laughs) there was just how it was was mixed yeah there was no like hidden messaging in there between us and alex i think he just mixed it down i'm just i was just like you know because i was pretty fresh at the drum still i'm just wondering it's like was my bass line just really janky so there's no, no, no saving it no, so just... it's just one of those things where you know he mixes it and you know he kind of hands it over and it's kind of like cool <laughs> you know he's doing it's, it's a freebie we can't like we weren't we didn't push it very hard okay mm. yeah cool. i i don't know if it had to do with like a because it was kind of like progressive metal or so he, he mixed it down because of that or mm. if he was trying to like bring up the the metallic side of it. I Maybe don't know. we should finally get the stems from him. He seems like <laughs> the guy is organized enough to have guys, stems guys, from ten, 10 years, years ago. Guys, ten years later, we've remastered our first album. Any? Well, sorry, I'm sorry. Anyone who like masters professionally, which it seems like that's what he was doing. You you hang on to those files like that's kind of your <laughs> it's kind of a thing. Well, I mean, we don't hang on to like other people's files for more than a few years. We don't hang on to our own files for more than a few <laughs> years. <laughs> Just ask Peter when he attempted to remaster the uh, glitch video. Oh jeez, I mean, it's different yeah, when was... it's audio though. Like you can have ten years of audio projects on a hard drive that 
That's true. Takes you like can. a year's mm-hmm. of worth of our videos. Yeah, that's true. Speaking of remastering, uh, yeah. we have Peter and I have been hard at work at uh, at something over the past oh, week yeah. here. Very important. Something. Very important. Mm-hmm. Very kind of important work is going down <clears throat> at Corridor. Yeah, big things are coming. Yeah, well, yeah. everybody's like, you know what? We're none of us are satisfied with our Superman and Batman action figures anymore. Mm-hmm. We want Zack Snyder to show us how to play with them. And Warner Brothers decided to spend like $80 million to uh, put everything back into four by three aspect ratio. Uh, well, no, and... they expanded it. That's expanded. <laughs> we're getting extra frames. They CGI'd the top and bottom of every single one. No, that's how it was originally shot. And they, and they brought back Zack Snyder's original vision. But you know what? Joss Whedon has made some great movies in his day. And, uh, you know, I think the fact that we're not seeing his original vision of the mustache on Superman mm-hmm. is really just a travesty. And true, true fans should be clamoring for the mustache cut. Yep. And uh, the Whedon verse, the abusive Whedon verse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so apparently, uh, you know, in order to get everybody inspired, because nobody actually cares about the mustache cut at the moment, uh, we need to demonstrate just what could be. So Peter and yeah. I have. Spent the past uh, week putting a mustache back on Superman. Yeah, not well, that anybody asked for it, but although yeah. people that, don't know they want it yet. In the process so far, what I've learned is that the mustache cut is cool, but the soul patch cut <laughs> is actually <laughs> truly the amazing piece of art it that truly we truly does like instantly transform. <laughs> Henry yeah. Cavill with a soul patch as Superman. <laughs> is we'll, we'll do that incredible. after. We'll do that. That the follow up will be the yeah. mustache cut and then mm-hmm. the, the soul patch cut. Oh, Jake, we've already made the soul patch cut, my friend. Oh. <laughs> You did, a, you did a sub cut within the mustache cut. Yeah, we did a little. A yeah, we little got the pre-viz. handlebar cut. We got the soul patch cut. We got yep. the pencil. We got the juicy lips cut. Yep. Wow. Oh, wait. So, so t- walk me through this, Peter. You you sat down what a week ago, and you were like, okay, I got a bunch of footage in front of me. <laughs> yeah. What What do I do with it? Yeah. So, I mean, usually with these videos, it's like you want an end goal to be striving towards as you're doing these wacky VFX, and so I decided to go with like a little trailer for the mustache yeah. cut you know to get people amped for that Ooh. and uh you know yeah. start the movement get people out on the streets <laughs> and get it, show get up going. at 70 million bucks exactly <laughs> to reshoot uh, all, all of justice league with him having a mustache i didn't that's an even better idea i didn't even think about that but yeah i cut together a little trailer uh with different footage from like all the different Zack snyder movies uh telling a story of superman losing his mustache and then I don't want to spoil it, but oh, he gets it oh, back. He gets and it it's back. Epic. Spoiled. In a, in, a, yeah. in a big way. In a, in a major way. In a major way. Yeah. You've Wait, never so seen you, anything like this. Because I, I thought you guys were just going to stop at that. But it sounds like you've gone <laughs> above and beyond. Yeah. Well, it's pretty goofy. We uh, So there's a plugin for After Effects called Lockdown, which basically lets you track something onto a surface really really well um like a distorting surface like a distorting yeah which like previously could, was not possible you can put like a logo effects. on a shirt for example as a shirt flaps in the wind mm-hmm. or the a flag that flaps in the wind if you will <laughs> you want to um, add an extra star to the american flag exactly um <laughs> so dc uh, <laughs> so uh peter fired up a couple clips and ran them through lockdown so all we had to do was swap in different mustaches at will and we could preview them and what they would look like 
And that's how we arrived at the Soul Patch cut. Uh, and we realized mm-hmm. that this is really this is the true Superman we've all been waiting for. <laughs> yeah, I think we should change the marketing for this video to exclusively the Soul Patch cut. How, how much have you learned about the the names for t- styles of mustaches? In the okay, we videos? actually have learned. Like, uh, apparently. Wait, wait, we should ask Jake. Okay, okay. Let's just let's see what Jake says. Okay, so Jake, sure, what just, is a handlebar mustache? Yeah, show us the shape with your fingers. What is a handlebar mustache? Wrong, mm-hmm. wrong. Uh, you and me no, wait, and you're everybody. Right. It's, it's this, isn't yeah, it's it? The, it's the curly yeah. cue. Yeah. It's the mustache yeah. with the curls on the mm-hmm. end. You would think that right. it's a handlebar mustache, like those motorcycles with the really yeah. big handlebars. It's you know? like ape hangers. Right, right. That's the ape hanger stash. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. What was it called? It's known as the horseshoe. Horseshoe, yeah. The yeah. horseshoe mustache. Uh, horseshoe. Okay. horseshoe stash. Oh, horseshoe. <laughs> it's a lot of shushes and susses. Horseshoe Stash, or just combine horse horseshoe. What's horseshoe. your favorite? What's your favorite? <laughs> what's your favorite, guys? Our favorite uh, stash on Henry Cavill, or just in general? No, just like in general. Yeah. After all this Ooh. education that you've now gotten, the just uh, a real nice thick snot yeah. rag or whatever. Uh, like the snot kicker. <laughs> the snot kicker. <laughs> That's the one that uh, Charlie Chaplin slash Adolf that, Hitler wore. Yeah. Charlie Chaplin. We call it the Charlie Chaplin the, one. Wasn't it called snot the kicker. snot splitter or something nasty? The snot kicker, I think. Snot I think kicker. It, catcher, well, wasn't it? Was snot catcher? I don't know. Maybe it's a snot catcher. No, that's snot a Hunger Games movie. Yeah, yeah, I think it was the snot catcher. <laughs> never, <laughs> just never wear a mustache called a snot anything. It's just yeah. the express lane from your nose to your mouth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, oh boy. Ex- <laughs> the express lane. <laughs> so yeah there's that style um all aboard but honestly so the funny thing it's is not like, break it's not uh, break that's, that's it, it. That's, that's it not, <laughs> yeah yeah it's not break but that's a hard mustache to do because like mean? like most people have that little uh, like yeah. part you know in the middle yeah. so you'd think that the big bushy mustache is the most impressive but actually it's the the like, snot catcher it's not yeah What's that break. called? That break. Fi- phylum or something? <clears throat> the thing on your in between, yeah. Requires the most maintenance, mm-hmm. the highest level of detail. I mean, mm-hmm. you have to be real ballsy to try to pull off a snot break in today's age. Oh yeah, the pun. Yeah, I don't think I mean, anybody. Nazi Germany. Yeah, I think yeah, you might think get canceled. canceled. Yeah, that style was basically <laughs> put, to, put to rest in 1945. Yeah, I mean, even Charlie so. Chaplin shaved it after that. Oh really? Yeah, he's like, he did. Yeah, I yeah, he did. What is it? There's like, like. There's still people who are named Adolf today. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, that, a, it's a pretty. Common, it's a pretty normal name German? German name. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's so, still anyways. people that are named Jim too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we did discover while we were putting the mustache back on Superman that Superman with like a normal mustache, like just a normal like Uncle Clark mustache, like looks. Not too bad. Like, yeah, honestly. It, so much more inviting. Yeah, way more inviting. Like, Henry Cavill, Cavill, sorry, I always pronounce his last name wrong. Henry Cavill, <laughs> like, he's, like, intimidatingly handsome. And when you put a mustache on him, he becomes a little more approachable. 
Like mm-hmm. it's like a Superman that you could call on for help and you wouldn't be like nervous to talk to him about. Like <laughs> that's you know, what like, I'm gonna I'm gonna start wearing a full mustache and when people ask me why, I'm gonna say because people found I was too intimidatingly handsome. <laughs> now I'm now I'm more approachable. <laughs> this, this brings me, yeah, from a ten to like an eight. <laughs> <laughs> much, yeah. much easier to talk to. <laughs> but in all honesty, I think I do think Warner Brothers, if they keep using Henry Cavill, should consider Dude. actually putting a mustache on him. Absolutely. Yeah, he just looks like a friggin' alien, which I guess he is as Superman. He is an alien. <laughs> he but... is technically an alien. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He is an alien. Yeah. I. I mean, he has it in the old comics in some of them, doesn't he? Right. Yeah. Well, does does Superman have a mustache in the old comics? I yeah. Mean, I mean, uh, Dean sometimes has was talking about hair. how he has like a mustache or a beard, and he'll in canon like use his laser eyes to shave it off. That's yep. right. That's right. Yeah, it's established both in the cartoon and in the Lois and Clark. Uh, not to be confused with the Explorers, Lewis and Clark uh, TV show. <laughs> Is that good? Have you watched that? <laughs> Lewis and Clark? Mm-hmm. Not really. No. It was you... on TV back when I was like oh, okay. pretty young and probably it's, didn't care. It, Wait, what? If you Google a new one. Superman mustache, <laughs> it's all just pictures of Henry Cavill with a mustache. No. <laughs> so, good. Peter, the technique, like, have you, for the shots that aren't using, well, I guess I should probably talk about the deep fake techniques instead yeah. of using that for like a ton of the shots. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, so. The the way we're approaching doing the the mustache, uh, because we we saw how janky it gets when they take the mustache off of his face. Oh, um, rather than like having to sit there and track every shot and like manipulate a CG mustache onto him, we just use deep fakes. We basically just mm-hmm. grabbed a bunch of footage from Mission Impossible of Henry Cavill with the mustache, and then trained a deep fake to draw his face with the mustache, uh, and put that onto his face that doesn't have the mustache, which. It's actually relatively straightforward because it's just putting the same person's face onto their face. And it's kind of the first test of this theory we've had about how you could use deep fakes to basically do makeup on people. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say somebody has a complicated makeup system or like a tattoo or something like that or something else that's like, you know, takes a couple hours to put on their face. Theoretically, you could just put it on their face once, train it, and then yeah. let that be a thing to just yeah. use whenever you need to do a makeup filter. Can we totally. remove Mike Tyson's face tattoo? I would need footage of him face. without his face tattoo. Mm. No, there's, yeah, there should be a plenty of that. Mm. We'll just clone stamp it 10,000 times. <laughs> 10,000 times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the fight, so the deep fake technique actually worked really well. Yeah. Um, looks great. Especially just like masking out the mustache. Yeah. Because then you get to keep all the high quality, quality eyes and stuff. The only, of course, the only limitation is. There's actually not a whole lot of shots of Henry Cavill with the mustache in Mission Impossible. And, like, there's a lot of weird angles and weird expressions from Justice League that we don't have data of of Henry Cavill's face doing the same thing when he has a mustache on. So every once in a while, the shots get kind of blurry and whatnot. But for the vast majority of them, it's a really convincing mustache filter. It's interesting, though. On the janky replaced mouth shots, you can tell what his mouth should have actually looked like yeah <laughs> which yeah. is wait which is what they already had with the original footage <laughs> <laughs> yeah we discovered like you know everybody knows how janky his face looked when they took the mustache off and we discovered that one of the issues was that they changed the height of his teeth like his mm. teeth were extended downwards a little bit yeah mm-hmm. like his gums got stretched yeah. yeah and it's really like once you start flipping back and forth between the deep fake which is like his actual face structure and like the weird cg Over, no mustache like the faces. overbite kind of effect or something yeah that's what i definitely noticed too they yeah they made his lip they made this section longer well then they they made the teeth themselves like lower on his face 
Um, it's hard to describe oh, without yeah, showing yeah, the yeah. video. If you guys, yeah, if I'm everybody watches the the quarter crew video going up this Sunday, they'll see it. Um, but it's one of those like weird little details that like you need to be hyper aware of like the nuances, the nuances of what gives somebody the likeness in their face and like that yeah. gap between your teeth where that gap sits relative to your mouth when it's open mm-hmm. is yeah. like it's a very quick tell that your brain uses to like get somebody's face geometry but like in real life like if you were to draw a picture of somebody you wouldn't think about like oh is the gap between their top and bottom teeth the right height <laughs> relative to their lips being parted like <laughs> those details like totally escape us mm. but you know we get to see it what it should have actually been with the deep fake but yeah, I kind of want to do like the uh, the deep fake makeup thing. But I also, you were throwing, I can't remember if it was you and yeah. like Matt and somebody else was like throwing around this idea of uh, you train to train like, so a deep fake is basically just a computer learning what a face looks like and then redrawing that face uh, from its knowledge of what it looks like. Mm-hmm. So if, you know, if every picture of a face has a mustache, when it redraws the face, it draws them with mustaches. So theoretically, we could do a thing where <clears throat> all the faces from like the left profile is one person then all the faces from the right profile is a different person all the faces from the front is another person all the faces from like the bottom is another person and so you could you could theoretically make it or make a deep fake that shifts through faces depending on the expressions and the angle of the face that you're it's looking at like a at. super weird psychedelic effect yeah. makes oh. that be cool can give we, a character we... sorry oh, a character ahead. with a multiple personality disorder mm. who i don't know different face shapes different emotions for each emotion you have a different face coming through could be that'd be interesting pretty wild yeah i wonder if there's a little corridor video we can do about somebody that gets like a psychic cursed cast on them that'd be cool and it's like and like as they look at faces it just shifts through like different people's face yeah yeah that would actually be really cool a really cool use of that when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I guess we'll do it at we, some point. Anyway. Can we do one? Can we do a court or crew video where we use deep fakes to make ourselves ten out of ten instead of? You know, that's that's the other thing I was thinking about. Is like a big part of acting is just looking the part, and like there's a lot of people who like can perform really well, but they don't necessarily look the part that you need from them. Like mm. that's why there's still so few like big name actors out there, is because getting somebody that looks like Henry Cavill who can also act like Henry Cavill. <laughs> like, you know, I'm not not trying to rag on him. Like, he's not the greatest actor in the world, but he's not bad. Like, he's fine. He's a he's a good actor. Yeah, but, like, yeah. getting people that can maintain both those qualities, it's very hard to find. And, like, so what if you just yeah. didn't have to worry about how they looked? And you could just, you know, hire a model, grab their likeness, and then throw it on your actor. Because processing deepfakes, like, is really pretty painless once it's trained like that's the thing even now like i'm always so surprised at how fast i can just slap it onto footage and be like oh it's good done you know yeah you might lose something in like the body though because like if you're just i mean the actor who you're actually capturing with the footage would have to have really good body acting and physics acting as Mm -hmm. well 
that's, that's where the performance aspect comes in. I mean, there's a lot of people who are good performers, and but there's yeah. not a lot of people who are good performers and have the exact look. Like, I need a model who's also an Academy Award winning actor. <laughs> it's like, oh, good yeah. luck. It's also <laughs> a bit of a bummer for that actor who's like, I was in this triple a title movie and nobody i don't get any recognition for it nobody knows my face yeah if you think about it that's kind of what like gary oldman and you know uh andy circus have to go through Mm -hmm. i guess andy circus shouts from the rooftop anytime he's doing motion capture he's like this is me i am king kong it's like okay (laughs) you sure are buddy he's done so many at this point yeah it's true it's like his calling card yeah. There's that whole little snafu with him <clears throat> wanting to get uh basically an Academy Award for motion capture performers. And then like all the animators kind of pointed out it's like, "Hey, uh we did like 60% like of the performance in Lord of the Rings." Mm-hmm. <laughs> he did like 40% and we did the rest of it. Yeah, that's what I'm quickly <laughs> learning with uh, mocap characters. It's like I'm doing a mocap character for this short film I'm making mm-hmm. and I'll do the mocap, but then Sometimes it's just like weirdly expressionless, even though the performance was expressive and I have to go in and tweak it and change things and make it more expressive on top of the mocap. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's also when you're when you're facing with like you're dealing with a character in that piece that also isn't, you know, you're it's a robot. Mm hmm. So you so a lot of times you need. Yeah. No face. you, You need the you need the body actions to be even more expressive. Right. Than than a than a human would might. Which is kind of interesting because um, you can literally on the like the X, Y plot graph of the rotation of the bones, you can literally just like scale up the intensity and then you take a performance that's like this into a performance that's like this instantly. (laughs) It's just like a performance like gain (laughs) slider. It's pretty wild. That's funny. Yeah. And motion capture acting is such a collaborative effort between like teams of people. Which, I mean, in a way, like, regular acting is, too. Like, the whole, uh, the way, like, pop culture treats actors versus, like, how they actually function on set. Like, it's such a, a mismatched world. How so? You know? Well, you know, you take, like, Robert Downey Jr. in the Marvel movies. And, like, granted, he does carry, you know, scenes on his shoulders. But then, once again, there's writers telling him what to say. There's, mm-hmm. you know, people lighting and shooting him in certain ways. There's VFX teams going in and, like, building his entire body around his face or replacing his yeah. face, too, <laughs> you know? It's like there's there's makeup artists making him look a certain way. There's costume designers making him look a certain way. There's audio engineers yeah, making him sound Yeah, obviously a there's way. a team there, but he's, the like, ho- the guy at the front who executes. Yeah, and he has such an interesting cadence. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I I totally get your point, but... I don't know in in like actors defenses like it's you're 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 in the moment executing making choices on the fly whereas almost... every every other role you just discussed is like here's the plan hope it works and then <laughs> you're, he's that that's the actor you give the plan to who then has to like all right like now I have to make sure this is good. How do I make sure this is actually good, though? That's true, and that's fair. But I think it's still, you know, it's always still worth acknowledging just how much is happening around that performance still. Sure. You almost have to not overreact when yeah. you're an actor in that situation. Because <laughs> that's, I, I don't know, looking back on some of our really older videos and seeing some of our performances in those ones and <laughs> you know there's there's this there's this immediate tendency 
when you're new to acting to to go oh well there's all this stuff going on i gotta i gotta really act you know i gotta do things <laughs> mm. and and that that immediately makes it unnatural well mm. that's robert de niro's yeah. acting advice somebody asked him what to do and he was like just don't do anything like that's <laughs> yeah. literally what he said is i just don't do anything <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to be fair like if you look the part and you sound the part and I, voice is like such a huge part of acting that like gets really understated like I mean, there's a reason why you can still have, like, big-name actors doing the voices. Like, you know, having Scarlett Johansson doing the computer voice in her. Like, she's a very good voice actor. And, I, like, voice acting is, like, I would argue almost, like, 70% of a role of an actor is their mm -hmm. voice. And then, like, and then you have how they look. And then you have the plot construction around it and the cinematography construction and, of course, then the soundtrack. And so actual performance is like such a small sliver of like everything that actually falls in place, like visual performance, like going good and putting expressions on your face. Like, yeah, you're right. Like as long as you say the lines convincingly and you're just there in front of the camera and we can see you saying them, that's like, that's most of the making the movie and performing in it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's pretty hard to make those lines sound convincing, especially like talking about Robert Downey Jr., I forget what I was watching that he was in, but I was just like thinking about the dialogue that he was saying, like as if it was written oh, on the script. Yeah, I do that all the time. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. this is not great dialogue, but he's saying it in such an interesting way that you just believe it. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. I think that's the biggest challenge for an actor is like, cause so much of writing is like just sloppily like, here you go. <laughs> it's like, all right, my line is like today is mankind's independence day it's like okay dang it. it's like <laughs> 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 here we go here's the megaphone you're giving the speech and now this is the speech to save the world it's like all right i'll do my best and then you end up with like actually really good lines that people remember like mm -hmm. may the force be with you like how dumb would that, how dumb did that look on the script before anybody said it it, it looked so <laughs> dumb and it's also incredibly it's it's also incredibly close to the i don't know if he did this intentionally but when catholics like yeah in catholic church mass yeah you're, you're <laughs> catholic mass you? and you you greet someone you say um god be with you yeah uh, mm. yeah and, and and it's like very very close to that i don't know if that was intentional or not but Huh. Yeah, that's why whenever I hear "May the Force be with you" in my head, there's the echo of "and also with you." <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. No, that's a hundred percent intentional. I'm sure. So funny. Oh, it's "Peace be with you." Yeah. That's yeah. It. Yeah. It's um, so funny. Uh, Sam, speaking of acting, you've been doing something that hasn't required any actors. Well, technically, some... it required Nico and myself to yeah. act in mocap pajamas, but th the three of us were there when it happened. <laughs> 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 when it went down. <laughs> yeah, some pretty crazy stuff went down. Um, <laughs> Sam and Nico in pajamas, Peter was capturing it all. Some crazy stuff went down. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's a whole thing. It's... Uh, Tell it's us just, about it. <laughs> <sighs> well, so, it, okay, so a year ago, um, a year ago when Gwen was born, um, I had a lot of time in the middle of the night, and I was playing video games, and then I was like, I'm going to get really productive. So I would start learning Unreal Engine, and basically I was like, wow, this is cool. Like, you can make cinematics with this. And like this had all been inspired from going to see the the luck stages, like the volumes 
that they're now using for the you know Mandalorian and stuff, and seeing how these video game engine uh, graphics were being used for like actual filmmaking was really inspiring. And so basically, um, yeah, we've been putting out all these Unreal videos, all these mocap experiments over the last year now, um, mm-hmm. stuff using spe- specifically using Unreal Engine. And now we're on our, I think it's the sixth one that we've done. There's there's video game characters react. There was the Local Zero pitch project. Um, there was Clint's VR meditation space. There was Avatar 2. Smush Bros. Well, yeah, that, that's in I mean, there too. but Not necessarily a cinematic video. Yeah, and then there was the Handsome Squidward video. Mm-hmm. And now we're on the sixth one, which is this video called The Cutscene, which is going to be a court. It's a corridor video. It's going to be a few Ooh. minutes long. And it's pretty sweet. But it's also the culmination of the last year of, you know, figuring this stuff out. And how do you make convincing cinematic narratives using Unreal Engine? And because of all that work and effort and put into it, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, what is it? I'm not like anxious about it at this stage, but it's certainly, there's a bit of pressure to kind of like succeed, I guess, (laughs) because everything (laughs) else has been mired with so much jank from learning the process. Um, so the through line in making this video is that if it doesn't turn out well, then I'm going to (laughs) quit. Uh, quit your quit corridor. I'm well, maybe not quit corridor, but I'm I'm never gonna use Unreal Engine ever again. If this, if I can't finally make one video that I don't have to like constantly apologize and make excuses for the entire time, um, it's time to give it up. So it seems you, like it's going pretty well because you wouldn't bet that unless I think it's going well. But yeah. you know, we'll have to kind of gauge that once it's done. I mean, based on the stuff you've been sending us, it looks freaking sweet so I, i'm excited i'm yeah i think it's turning out pretty decently too but it's 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 very it's complicated and difficult because there's still not a good collaborative workflow for it in the sense that right now it's mostly it's been me pounding away on it since we shot it um nico's made some environments for it peter's made some uh you, you made this like gunshot kind of code code thing that you can instead of like placing a muzzle flash in after effects when you're doing unreal you you trigger a gun flash a gun flash event basically that makes a muzzle flash and a bullet hit all at the same time using the logic that a video game would use to trace where somebody is shooting exactly so so it's kind of like it's it's a different type of workflow but it's pretty sweet and uh, I'm j- I've just been plugging away. It's it's getting close. It's getting really close. I'm at the like I'm at the fine tuning pass where basically you know you do motion capture, but there's still work to be done afterwards where you need to make sure. Sometimes people don't actually look at each other when they're having a conversation. So you have to tweak their heads. You tweak you have to tweak their hands so they hold their weapons a little bit better. You know all these little tweaks like that. Um, and that's where it's at at the moment. Because, yeah. Peter, like, did you have to write <clears throat> the, the the muzzle flash bullet hit? Did you have to write that as code? Or did Unreal already have sort of presets that you could apply? I mean, all of the different chunks of it are 
little like nodes. So the yeah, part yeah. where it goes and traces a path out from the gun and finds that spot and adds like a bullet hit. It's like a line trace node that you put in, and then okay. yeah, it's it's <clears throat> visual coding, so it's not like I'm actually typing. Yeah, it's it's blueprint yeah. based words. coding. So yeah, you're basically making nodes okay. that connect to each other and spit <clears throat> information along like a path. Yeah, right. Um, it's very right. approachable. It's yeah, it's super approachable. Um, oh. Yeah, so I guess yeah, that's that's, that's kind of where things are at. It's pretty cool. The the I mean, it's fun doing mocap. But it's way more fun doing car chases, dude, um, because you're not animating the cars like you're doing in a normal like 3D scene where you're making like keyframes and stuff like you actually make you, you take drivable vehicles and then drive them with your keyboard. <laughs> and so like you, you get like a really kind of like I don't want to say natural because it's like a, it's a video game, but you get but it, it, it kind of is natural motion in the sense that compared to like a a racing movie that's CG like mm-hmm. Pixar's cars mm-hmm. or like speed racer or whatever. It's, it's like the cars actually are moving and reacting. So if you want them to do cool moves, you have to like get good <laughs> at driving these like video game cars. So it's like, and it's like telling an expert GTA player to, Hey, make a cool car chase. Oh I want God. you to do a drift around this corner and then go off this jump. It's like, you actually have to hit them like Dude, a stunt a future driver. Profession is I'm a virtual <laughs> stunt driver. Yeah, well, seriously, but that's what it is. Like each that that scene, I, I made a scene of these cars all chasing each other. There's four vehicles in it, so and funny. I had to do. I did, I did about like ten takes per vehicle because it takes a while to get good. Sometimes you do a jump and the car like flips and and you have too much speed and so you slow it down and. It, like I had one vehicle that had the most the main vehicle, which is like the hero's SUV that's being chased was the the most difficult one because I'm trying to have them start off road, go off a jump, hit the main road and then like but like fly off. It's like going off of a jump and right when you land on the ground, go right into a drift that gets you onto this main road. <laughs> And so it's like you sit there trying to like perfectly <laughs> land, and then but once on once you're on the road, then you're like, oh, okay, I got to hold like this perfect sixty mile an hour speed now, and stay perfectly <laughs> in this lane for like thirty seconds after I do it as well, oh my God. in order to like get the full take. Yeah, I mean, I could stitch things together, but it's way easier when you have long unbroken takes. It's also like your imagination is no longer the limit because you have so many variables acting together that like crazy random coincidences can happen that you never planned for like little interesting physics things or things sliding into each other i like how my imagination is not like what's at stake here like you know what i mean like it whereas yeah yeah you're you're like all right here's the scene here's the cars like only so many things can happen you know you you set constraints for yourself basically by doing it so you just try and make the best of what you got even the camera angles then afterwards you're like well, this is how the cars all kind of it, it's like it's like it's like getting a bunch of stunt drivers to do a sweet action sequence and you're not filming it as it's happening. You're finding the best angles of that scene afterwards, yeah. uh, which is actually way nicer and way easier than, you know, like I'm imagining like all the experiences I had filming with vehicles yeah. where yeah. you're like, all right, here's the shots we want to get one from the front, one from the side, <laughs> one in this thing, one in the driver's seat, one in the passenger, you know. Like yeah. you, you try and 
predict what the shots are going to look like and orchestrate it as best as possible. But very frequently when you're doing it, you don't realize, oh, the best angle was back there. Or sometimes you do realize that and there's nothing you can do. Like maybe you try and steal it at the end of your shoot, but this this allows you to kind of get the get the best shots of your scene even right. if you don't immediately think of them in the moment. Do, do you think the uh the pinnacle do you think we'll reach the the it point with this style of uh storytelling when we can successfully go in and reinvent live action scenes that were already done with <laughs> by changing the ending or like changing something that happens within that scene because there was always a motivation when we were doing live action stuff to go hey this is gta real gta mm-hmm. i but, mean we're arguably not that far away from being able to take video of like a moment and just giving it to the computer and being able to re-render that moment from any other angle like yeah there's Some a crazy papers coming out. Yeah, there's a paper coming out where they basically kind of did that. And like, you know, granted, there's limitations and whatnot. But like, yeah, we're getting to the point where it's like we can just film a scene, <laughs> maybe film it from like, you know, eight different angles. Just cover it with as many cameras as you can and just give it to the computer <laughs> and then now go in and pick your camera angle after the fact. Because well, that's already here. There was a volumetric video shot in like right. the Warner Brothers or Universal lot on like a Western town that they released mm-hmm. that. It was like a full 3D video of all these actors and horses doing this crazy and they Western invited scene. us out to like go film a video there, and we just I was too busy, and we're just oh, like, man. oh crap, <laughs> <laughs> what do we do? Oh boy, <laughs> when? This is like this was last year, okay. last summer. To be fair, like when those kind of opportunities come up, as cool as they are, there's an aspect of like. I'd like to, but at the end of the day, I'm just gonna be looking at something cool and be like, cool. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, sometimes it's cool to be the there. No, kind of it was just to go there. And, you know, I know, but at this point, it's just like you should have just gone there and like talked. <laughs> Did a podcast? Do a podcast? What's up? Hey guys, what's up? Uh, we're uh, they're doing a volumetric video, but uh, we're gonna do the corridor cast. So um, it'll cameras. be going. It'll be going on in the background. You know, you can yeah. watch a, you can watch this video from any angle. <laughs> volumetric <laughs> podcast. Volumetric <laughs> podcast. It's a, a thousand terabytes. <laughs> yeah, no, but that's it's the the place is like two thousand square feet or something huge. Wow. The way you do your podcast and the volume is everyone goes to like crazy different locations and then just like hops on Discord like this. <laughs> and you're like, look, there's Sam talking in the Second story of the saloon. Oh, there's Nico. He's near the well over here. <laughs> Man. Wait. So how does how, how do they? What kind of cameras do they use to capture like a th- like a full environment like that, and then pick the angle? A million, a million cameras. Probably a lot of cameras, and then AI guessing what's in between the angles, and okay. then and then taking that and doing like a photogrammetry thing. I honestly have right. no idea how that, they do it. It's ha- a point. It's like point cloud based it. or something. Uh, yeah. Nico, what do you think as resident AI expert? (laughs) Well, uh, have any of you guys seen the new papers where they can do like novel angles of something if somebody takes a bunch of pictures of something? And that's not even 3D models. That's just fully AI generated. It's a fully AI generated image. That's the weird thing because it seems like it'd be a 3D model. And it must be kind of weird to work with because you don't have a 3D model. Yeah, you don't have a viewport. Yeah. 
yeah. just kind of say it. Give me this angle, and it gives it to you. It's like, oh, that's pretty good. The crazy <laughs> thing is that like it does reflections and transparency and everything correctly because it's it's literally just interpolating between pictures. So it's just a computer going like, well, here's a picture close to that angle, and here's another picture close to that angle from the other side, and I'll just kind of guess what the picture between them would look like. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is like film minority report. It's it's it is it's actually creating yeah. scenes in between footage. And art, arguably, this is a more efficient way of like like let's say you want to like watch like a VR video. Like the problem with 3D video is that if you tilt your head at all. So your eyes are no longer exactly horizontal. Well, the scene stops being 3D uh, and you also can't like move around. I mean, they have volumetric video now where it's like using a whole like spherical capture. But basically the way it's working is it's just there's like, you know, a thousand different video feeds and it's just playing different video feeds as your head moves around. Uh, you know, so it's not exactly the most practical solution. But like if you could just provide a scene that's like. I don't know if you just provide a single like feed of a scene and just have the AI like reinterpolate, basically doing like the space warp that they already kind of do. Yeah. Uh, when like your frame rates skip in VR, like that gives you true volumetric video without the overhead cost. I mean, yeah, there's a VR demo they released for that tech where you can go into completely photoreal scenes rendered from every angle. Oh, perfect. It's pretty crazy. Well, there you go. Just go to Two Minute Papers YouTube channel. There's a recent <laughs> video on the. Yeah. This crazy AI, AI does this. I just, you know what? VR is cool. I'm really looking forward to some augmented reality goggles. Like it's, you know, it's fun running around and like slicing zombies, but I want to go out into the actual street and see the zombies <laughs> in the actual street and That's like cool. feel the pavement under my feet as I run, you know, along <laughs> yeah. wielding my virtual katana. Peter, what made you think of this sprinting VR game? Cause <laughs> I, I was hoping I, to bring that up. I keep thinking about it and I'll let you explain what this is, but it involves wearing a VR headset and running as fast as you can. I mean, the whole pitch is just the name, which is full sprint VR. And it's the, the, the game is like just a leaderboard. <laughs> can we just please make this a corridor video? Like, please, like let's just take a VR headset, go out into a street you, you know, like, obviously you'll be able to see through it We can it make a, a pitch. Let's make a pitch video for it. That's no, you like can't see go, through it. It's only grid lines it's on like, the floor. It's, 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 <laughs> yeah, let's make, like, a fake Kickstarter for this game. I was I, thinking gonna, about Peter, releasing if, it, but it's I, so I'm dangerous. I'm going to do a quick, a quick draft of full sprint VR and Great. send it to you. The thing okay. is, is that it's, Excellent. Like, it's like you would have to be on the quest. Yeah, you or, couldn't do it with a wired headset. I mean, unless people, just, like, are real. It's like you could do overalls. <laughs> Like if you're wired, like you can do like a, there's one map which is like a, like a twenty foot sprint. <laughs> like who can get the highest <laughs> top speed within twenty feet? Because <laughs> you just have crash pads on their walls. You have a cord, <laughs> and then the, the the Oculus Quest version is is like the full unlock one that has like the thousand meter. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, you'd have to come up with a lot of anti cheating stuff because people. Just throw their headsets. They would, you know? they, would, they would put it like on like yeah a wheel. Like they put it on like a slingshot on like casters and like like. Uh, well, you could record video at the same time. So the top uh, twenty uh, on the leaderboard are always being vetted uh, mm. by a person. Maybe it requires foot trackers. <laughs> you just have to yeah. test, make sure like the hands are like in the appropriate zone in front of the mm-hmm. headset. It means you have to throw all three of them at the same time. I, I think it would be possible to, <laughs> oh, like... Oh, yeah, you just have... The hands have to, like, stay in this general area and 
go like that. I mean, you could just have a leaderboard open for non-sprinting challenges. Like, who can make their headset move through a 20-foot space the fastest without breaking it? <laughs> no, I think it's easy to detect if someone's actually running or not, or just throwing yeah. the headset. <laughs> I mean, we could never actually <laughs> release this, because people would definitely um, die. They would run into, like, a, wall so into a street. We're already doing it. We're already doing it. <laughs> but we could leak it. <laughs> Le leak it under a fake account yeah yeah that's how you do it it's like we couldn't release this it was too dangerous and you leak it and there you go <laughs> there. and there's no evidence well, I just, it's, it's, we thought of this beforehand it's just oh, man it's like one of those things where you realize that the real world version is like kind of superior <laughs> it's like one of these VR games that doesn't need to exist. Oh, I could actually just run. <laughs> you, you, know, like you can just run normally. Well, no, you know? it's like Tide Pods. It's like it's so stupid. Nobody, everybody thinks it's funny, but nobody's actually doing it. But there are actually people who are doing it and eating Tide Pods and running full sprint in VR. Because uh, I remember you mentioning it, and I. I in the discord and I, I commented I was like wow the idea of using real world space to govern speed speed and distance is terrifying and then I was like and then I was like wait that's just like normally running <laughs> you're using real world scale to, to gauge your d distance and speed <laughs> uh, full sprint VR let's do it sorry I'm just I'm just writing the script right now <sighs> man <laughs> yeah, it'd have to be an Oculus Quest. Just like grid lines on the floor and like a big leaderboard on the side. And that's the whole game. <laughs> no, but like the thing is, is that like you have to, we shoot it, but like it, no, it, we always, like we're trying to advertise it. So it's like you want, you know how like whenever you watch a like a VR game trailer, there's always like sh cool shots of the person wearing the headset, like Dude, I hate pretending like they have a sword. Yeah, and I, I, which is hilarious because it's like I get no, I know it's a VR game. I know I'm gonna look like that. Like I know I'm gonna look stupid. Like you don't need to like sell me on how stupid I'm gonna look. Like just show me the gameplay. Like yeah, dude, it always bugs me when they show that stuff in VR trailers. It's also because like that's the most inefficient way to play a like a VR game. Like like in, in Population One, you know, they're sniping. But the easiest way to snipe in the game is just to put your hands down at waist level and tuck them in so that they don't shake at all, and you just snipe like this. <laughs> Versus like actually trying to like hold an imaginary gun up yeah. in front of your face. It's so funny, yeah. Oh, gosh. When I, when I, so obviously this last week and a half here, everyone got vaccines slash got COVID. <laughs> at you the get, same time. Yeah, and so yeah. I, like, I had my quest, like, and oh my god, there's so many bad quest games i know like, in fact i think most of them are like like 99 yeah. percent are right yeah ripe well, for good games the problem is like you can't just phone in the same old gameplay in vr which you can in real life like there are so many games that are retreading the same old gameplay loop from like games from 20 years ago and there's so few games actually trying to innovate and try new game design ideas like and you just you, when you play vr it's like oh yeah point at the box and shoot it cool target practice great haha -ha, you dress it up some graphics still boring <laughs> I, I shot at targets once 10 mm -hmm. years ago and then i got tired of it <laughs> i haven't had the urge to do it since it's all about the vibes yeah VR's Vi about the vibes. Dude, it's all about cool gameplay ideas it's like yeah. brandon put it well when he was talking about uh boneworks where it's like 
VR should be giving you superpowers. Mm. It shouldn't. VR shouldn't be about wow. You have the same basic bitch <laughs> skeleton issues in VR oh that you do God. in the real world. Like no, it should be like I can fly in VR and I have force powers in VR and I'm super strong in VR. Like it's supposed to be fantasy escape, not haha. You still have to bend down and pick shit up. It's like screw that, <laughs> dude. dude oh you God. freaking told me about Saints and Sinners, the Walking Dead game. Mm-hmm. Who gets real so tired they die after sprinting for like twenty <laughs> feet? That game is so annoying. <laughs> you're like literally running for like ten seconds, and you're like, <laughs> well, maybe they weren't in shape, and at the beginning of the game, you're actually just really out of shape. Oh boy. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, today marks the day that uh, everybody in the studio has cleared their two weeks for the vaccines. So every yeah, everybody here has either been vaccinated or recently gotten COVID or both. Um, Well, technically, tomorrow is my vaccine birthday, but (laughs) (laughs) whatever. Yeah, that's okay. So yeah, uh, we don't actually have to wear masks here anymore, and I'm bet I bet I'm gonna get comments saying otherwise, but. When everybody's vaccinated and they're on the same place together, yep, that's it. I mean, what what, that's com- what are the comments going to be? It's like, what's the point? What's the point of <laughs> getting a vaccine if you're not going to wear your mask afterwards? <laughs> like, is if I'm you're just saying like, I might as well have just not gotten the vaccine. Yeah, I mean, if I'm going to pretend like I'm still going to get I'll it, I'll still wear a mask when I go out in public. No, or, you of know, yeah, like I'm not going to be a no. Dick. I'm going into every convenience store. <laughs> You're gonna give them a really hard time, and then they'll be like, "Show me your Apple wallet." (laughs) And they'll be like, "They'll be like this," and they're like, "This is meaning like this. This is a non-standardized like ID card from some random health. How are we supposed to track this, sir?" It's like, (laughs) dude, how the hell is that gonna work? It's they're not gonna do it. Like, why even bother? Why even bother putting a system in place when literally in like one month to two months? Everybody who wants yeah. a vaccine will have gotten True. one. True, it's like you reach uh, critical mass with vaccines. Yeah. And hey, if you're listening to this, go out and get your shot. Do your part. Yeah, it doesn't suck that night at all. Yeah, you'll feel greater the night of. Mm-hmm. No, but seriously, go out and get your shot. Yeah, Don't be that person. Get your shot Don't be pre- that person. And then prepare to feel sick for the next 24 hours, and then it'll be over. Enjoy, enjoy some Netflix. Take a, take a day off work. Mm-hmm. and they just They officially just announced that of like part of that huge um like covid relief bill that they're doing paid time off oh. for people who get vaccines. Well, wow, great. And the government will give any company basically that's under 500 employees uh credit for any employees that go out and uh, do that's, that. That's, that's cool. Wonderful. Yeah, I'm just so, going to I'm just going to yeah. pat ourselves on the back because we actually made it a company <clears throat> policy that you get your day off when you get your vaccine. Yeah. Uh before the government said that yeah we just figured that'd be the right thing to do i feel like yeah people can just do that you know like it's like uh, i I mean you guys are good bosses thanks peter it was very (laughs) fair and uh, considerate to us so we basically i'm just saying we have to get that credit (laughs) (laughs) jake nobody sent this to the u.s government i I, I don't know yeah well, you know yeah. what? Nine of people are Jake, either doing Jake, it out of their I, own volition. Look, the government. It's the government. Like, you I love just, them. I just <laughs> don't understand why it's like, you need to, here's, like, why do we need to take money from them for stuff that people should just be doing? Or not. Doesn't, just like, why? Just why the whole thing? Look, we're just getting a little bit of our taxes back. That's all it is. Yeah. <laughs> people are struggling. People are having You're a hard time. never getting that <laughs> back, man. They, they sent me a letter. I had to do an amended return, so I'm just going to go on a quick rant. 
All right. I had to do an amended return, and um, so whatever. It's amended return. It's like not a big deal, right? But no. you, you file it, and you say, hey, this was this. Okay, whatever. You file it. The accountants filed it. But then because they're so far behind right now with everything that happened with COVID and now all these new bills and all this spending and all these tax deferments and like all this crazy stuff that's happened in the last 18 months, they are so far behind that they got my original return. And then guess what? Their automated system sends you a, <laughs> a, sends you a bill, right? When, mm-hmm. when it's like, wait, you had a return that said this, but this is what you, this is what we have. <laughs> And then, so it's, it automatically sends you a bill for the tax that it thinks you owe. And then, and then the amended return comes in, but the system is so far behind that it doesn't catch up. And so then what you have to do is you, what the best thing you should do, should do <laughs> is pay your, pay the tax on the money that you don't owe so that eventually the, the following year or whatever it is later, when they catch up, they can pay you back. Oh, but, no. but, but meanwhile, <laughs> they charge interest on that money the entire time. And then they Oy. just give you back what they, what you didn't owe them to begin with. <laughs> oh my god! Okay. It's like it's Jeez. like guys, golly guys. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. it's frustrating. We should as, just as go full digital. Tell. Countries have done it. You know, it's working for people. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, no, that's it. That's um, that's it. You're right. You're right. There could be improvements across the board for everything, Peter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, that's, that, yes. That is the best way to look at it. Always see the silver lining. Sure. And I don't envy the people there under the mountains of paperwork at the oh, IRS trying to work. No, no totally. No, certainly not. Not and, blaming uh, those people yeah, at all. I, I did get audited one time in my past, and the guy that audited me was actually really nice. He was very straightforward. <laughs> His he was name was super Gary. easy to work with. <laughs> and it was like, look, I brought, I did my part. I brought my like returns, and I brought everything that I had, and we've looked through it, and it was like, it was like two hours, and that was it, and we were done. That's and, nice. And it actually, I felt better about the IRS after that huh, than, huh. than than I do than I did before. If you can believe that, given I guess they just history. they're like you're you're in. I'm gonna audit you, and you're like, what for? He's like, I think you need another hug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We hugged it out, and that was it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Texas, that's why people tune into the corner podcast to hear us talking about taxes. Taxes, guys. (laughs) You guys want to hear about get into some weird shit? I want to hear my tax story. Define weird shit. (laughs) I mean, stuff like that. You know, I don't know if people are interested in that, but I certainly, I dude. There's something I want to talk about, which is um, Hmm. freaking Joe Rogan. Love the guy. He put a, a video on his Instagram of this like UFO footage that had been released by like the yeah, Pentagon or something. And it's like if you look at the video, it's like, yeah, there's this triangle thing in the sky. It's going and it's blinking. And by the way, the government confirmed or they I don't know if they confirmed it was aliens, but they like authorized the footage or whatever. But anyways, you look at all the other stars and it's like, oh, they're triangles, too. It's like this motherfucker who released this video put a triangle cutout in front of his camera sensor. And so everything turned into triangles and everybody's like, oh, my God, it's alien. But it's just out of focus footage. Do you know those uh, people yeah. that think that lens flares are energy like sprites yeah. in their footage? Right. <laughs> a lot of the comments in that post were were saying, hey, this, this is a camera technique. Yeah. Uh, so actually, 
That's yeah. actually an idea I had for a quarter crew video. I think we should take a bunch of classic, like unsolved mystery videos. Like we can either do a bunch in a video or we can do like, you know, one that's focused just on ghosts, ones that focus just on UFOs. And we should go through all of our tools and, and actually enhance the footage <laughs> like they do on like a cop show. Yeah. And like actually use AI to actually enhance like the Yeti film or, you know, the pictures of the Loch Ness monster and like see if we can actually like provide like you know because if people are going there and using the ai to upscale like here's you know the 1890s in 4k with color and it's like let's do the same thing with some cool like ghost footage that would be cool footage. yeah what about yetis in 4k with color yeah what about <laughs> yetis in 4K with color? <laughs> that's well you know the, who we, we would have to get video. have to get captain yeah. d in here we would have to get captain d in here yeah yetis in 4k with color <laughs> I would click on that. Yeti, Yeti's remastered in four in yeah, HDR four yeah, yeah. K. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm going to say this here so that everyone here specifically knows. But I'm just saying, as part of that, we should make one clip. Oh, that we pretend Ooh. is like a clip we found, and it happens to be the best one. That would be fun. <laughs> and we're like, what? Is, wait a minute. This is real. It's like we've but we already made we, but it's because we made it to like trick ourselves, you know, trick people yeah. based on all the techniques we're using. That's a you know, there's a streak, there's a little mischievous corridor streak. No, I know we do that. So we, we go and film our own custom Yeti shot. But see, I like I like the Yeti because like the Yeti's such like an implausible monster. What do you mean? It's just a freaking hairy mammal that's bipedal. Well, exactly. Wait, there's no implausible? monkey. There's no like. There's no bipedal monkeys walking around in the Sierras. Like, we know that for a fact. Like, for the for them to even live through like a generation, they need to be like pro procreating. It's need because to have males they're really and old and wise, Nico. They know yeah, I mean that's hide. what they want you to do. Each time they hear a satellite the taking a satellite chain. image, they hide. <laughs> yeah like there's the whole like evolutionary chain of how creatures develop. Like it, it's like Nico, it's not can it. You're right. You're right. Yetis are real. But that's but that's why I, actually that's why Yeti is my favorite because it's the most implausible and in a way the most unimaginative monster. <laughs> but the best part is like you get some good Yeti yells once in a while. You're out in the mountains and you hear in the distance like I, I make it a point to get one Yeti yell out every time I go hike just to make sure yeah. people yeah. think the legend's alive. That's yeah. great. So there's a great all gas no breaks video where he goes and hangs out with like people trying to find Bigfoot. Yeah, nice. great. I actually just picked up a, a book called the. Uh, there's a radio station called the Desert Oracle, I guess, and it's basically just a bunch of like desert conspiracy theory. Dude, things. my brother loves that radio station. Yeah, so there's yeah. a book where they just did a compilation of like their best stories. Oh, cool. And I'm reading through it, and it's like it's actually great. It's really well written. The, the beginning, just like the first chapter is on how not to die in the desert and look like a dumb tourist. <laughs> it's like, here's the things you don't do to be an idiot. Interesting. And then it just okay. goes on from there. Like, there's so many good stories. Nico, in your yeah. estimate, in your expert conspiracy opinion, what is the most plausible conspiracy theory? Conspiracy? Um, Are we talking creature-based conspiracy? Yeah, yeah. Cre creature we don't actually not like JFK eat, or... need to eat or drink. We're just addicted to food and water. Let's see. There's a couple. Um, well, there's one I already mentioned on this podcast, which is there's a theory that uh, uh, Yuri Gagarin, I can't remember if that's how his name is pronounced, was not actually the first man in space, uh, that Russia actually launched multiple astronaut cosmonauts into space who did not survive. Well, and so they kept that under wraps. That's like that's like that fits into every Russian that's, 50s storyline. That's story probably line. true. And there's a, there's a pair of Italian amateur radio operators 
that record or recorded distress calls and somebody be like it's getting hot i can't hold it it's getting hot ah! and then like based oh. on triangulating like oh that person would have been in space traveling above us like yeah so that ooh, one's ooh, that one's a good juicy. one that's a spicy one yeah. um, that's not a monster that's not a creature based oh you're looking for a creature one? Oh, okay yeah. mm. uh my brother saw a freaking lizard creature in louisiana there's not a lot of lizard man (laughs) it was a big iguana i mean there's not a lot of good creature myths like there's a loch ness monster we're just just brushing that off well yeah yeah he saw lizard man what okay yeah it was like a man based lizard (laughs) no my brother uh was on tour with his band driving through the south and he looked out the window of his tour bus everybody was sleeping except him and his friend and he saw like this freaking big lizard guy. There's actually like a lot of drawings of this creature on the internet and stuff. Just like yeah, standing. Look yeah, look up. Oh, freaking. He's, it's a swamp man. Yeah, it's like a swamp. Have you, have you heard reptilian. the legends of the, the black dog? The black dog. The black dog. Oh, the thing that like tore up cars. No, this is a. Well, I guess you could say that. It's more. It's a. It's a trucker thing. Uh. So if you're driving late at night. And you see out the corner of your eye, it looks like a black dog running along the side of the road at the speed of your car. And you look over, you try to see it, then you can't see it, and it's gone. But you look back forwards <laughs> onto the road, and then out the corner of your eye, you see the black dog running oh, alongside God. the car again. That's a sign that you are about to pass out and fall asleep at the wheel. So the black oh. dog's trying to race you. Whoa. And if it beats you, you're going to crash. <laughs> Interesting. So when you see the black dog, you pull over and you get some sleep. That's that, like that's actually kind of nice. Yeah, it's a little like it's like a little like sleep demon that's like Whoa. chasing you, and if it catches you, you um, fall asleep I, at the wheel. I saw some images here, Peter, of uh, Lizard Man, mm-hmm. South Carolina's Lizard Man. Lizard yeah, man. I, uh, that's um, probably it. This looks like a man in a costume. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, but that's <laughs> no, a recreation, no, no. Jake. <laughs> <laughs> not the real. Of course, man. it's a man Liz- in a costume. I mean, yeah, my brother is like it could have been a dude in like an incredibly lifelike Hollywood costume standing by this lake with his back to us, like like eight feet tall with. It's probably just like a cool like thing that somebody put up on it the side totally of the road to been. get people like yeah. your brother go like, "Whoa, is that the lizard man?" Totally. It I mean, been. I would do stuff like that. I'm in. I'm down. Yeah. If anything, if anywhere that would happen, it would be in the South for sure. Yeah. I want to believe. I guess the black dog is my favorite, like, plausible conspiracy theory animal demon thing. Hmm. I mean, it's just it's just your eyes peripheral vision playing tricks on you when you're tired. Yeah, like your headlights on the grass coming going by, you know, would probably look like that. Well, did you know our peripheral vision in terms of uh, motion clarity and spatial clarity is just as good as the center of our vision? So, Hmm. like. I can throw a ball to you and you can catch it just as well, like not looking at it just out of the corner of your eyes. You can looking at it because your spatial awareness is oh. even across your whole field of view, roughly. And so like you see when you see things moving out of the corner of your eyes, like your eyes can pick that up just as well as I can if you're looking at it. But it's your whole sleep deprivation causing it to trigger. Interesting. When you're driving down the highway. Huh. So, huh. yeah. Well, gentlemen, that's uh, that's what we know. That's what we know. <laughs> Yeah. So we'll do a. We're gonna go on a Yeti hunt. We'll let you know what we find. Okay. I, I seriously think we should do. Um, we should do full sprint VR though as a yes. quarter. That would be. Yes. It'd be super easy to shoot. It'd be super funny. Mm-hmm. Remember that eraser and, and relay race. Really funny visual effects. Remember like the presidential fitness test? Like you do like two erasers that were like ten meters away, and you like run, grab them, and run back. Like you did like a yeah. tennis court. 
Oh, so the where it had the tape of it going like beep, and then you have to run to the other side of the court and beep. You got to run back. That oh, thing. did they update the technology for your? <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> they just took I mean, two it was on a cassette. erasers and set them they on one side. You ran, picked one up, and was in school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all had AirPods, back and they would just play it straight into our ears. They got a gym teacher with a stopwatch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you have to do the presidential fitness? Yeah. Oh, okay, they're still doing it, huh? Oh yeah. Did you did you get a signed plaque from the president? Uh. No, I was very subpar. <laughs> Jake, did you pass your presidential fitness? I mean, yes, I did. Did you get the signed plaque from Bill Clinton? Uh, I think they sent us a letter. Right. Not a well, not a plaque. It's more of like yeah. a, it's like a diploma. Yeah. Because <laughs> the yeah. ones that actually like achieved the presidential fitness thing got like, you know, it wasn't actually signed, but it was like a signature reproduction on like a little thing saying, congratulations, you're, you're the one we'll call upon when the wars break out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep you on record here in the selective service. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. No, I, yeah, I, my brother actually was, that was like his thing for a while. He, him and his buddies were trying to outdo each other in the presidential fitness. <laughs> what a healthy uh, competition. Yeah. Literally. It was, uh, it was pretty funny. And the hardest one was the stretching for me. Oh, yeah. That was the worst. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you guys have those blue uh, aluminum boxes that you had to put your feet on mm-hmm. and then reach mm-hmm. like that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what kept me from getting my Abraham Lincoln certificate. God damn it. That's what kept me from being, in, from being in, man. I literally don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to like Bayport, which is like an artsy, fartsy no, I like to, I, I went to Stonebridge. Oh, Stonebridge, that's the one. Yeah, not yeah there was no rules there. I spent all of sixth grade <laughs> taking the same class all day over and over Sam's again. Sam's not kidding. It was very much like a free what? form. Yeah, they're like, choose your own classes. Awesome. And I'm like, Drawing computers, drawing computers, drawing computers. <laughs> That's my day. And they're like, great. <laughs> and wow. arguably, yeah. it That's worked cool. out. Yeah. <laughs> I suck at everything else. <laughs> Sam, I didn't know you were a Stonebridge kid. That 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 makes a lot of Stoner sense. Stonerbridge. Stonerbridge. <laughs> Despite right. being um, in sixth grade, Stonerbridge. Yeah. You guys Thanks ready out, to Jake. keep rolling, rolling? Let's do it. Keep, Keep rolling, rolling, man. Rolling, rolling. Keep rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> Don't stop. Keep rolling, 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 rolling. Come on. <laughs> All right, croutons, Ooh. keep rolling. Heck yeah. <laughs> and this is the part where we actually stop rolling. <laughs> A rolling crouton gathers no moss. Oh. <laughs>